Podcasters, Podalicious, delicious, indelible, perfect, teeny, tiny, delectable pod pastries. You warm my belly with your yummy devotion to getting better. Welcome to the esteemed pod sound school. Studio Steve is going to geek out with us today about DSRs and EQ sweeping. And hey, education is the kindling of a flame, not the filling of a vessel. Wait till I tell you everything. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pod Sound School. Or if this is your first time here, I'm Studio Steve. And at the Pod Sound School, you'll find all the resources you need to start up a podcast or to improve the podcast you already have. Today, we're going to do a quick and fun episode about what the S is a de-esser and what's the scoop on the sweep. A de-esser is a really nifty tool when it comes to mixing our podcast voices. We've been being asked, what is a de-esser and what does it mean to sweep the EQs? What's an EQ sweep? So I'm going to try to break that down for you in a quick and simple way. And if by the end of this episode, you still need a little help understanding these concepts, our YouTube video this week is also going to be about de-essers and sweeping the EQ ranges. There you'll see some graphical illustrations and I'll actually walk through what I do to DS and sweep the EQ on a podcast voice. And just like the last episode, I'm basing this episode off of the listeners' questions. So if you have any questions, anything you're struggling with, shoot me an email at studiosteve at podsoundschool.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram at podsoundschool and you can direct message us there. Chances are if you have a problem or an idea for an episode, we'll do it. And before we dive in, I want to tell you about our Overachievers Club at patreon.com. It's a place where we're inviting you to help us and become part of our community by giving us a small pledge that will help us to keep the doors to the Pod Sound School open and help us to continue to provide free content for our Podskis. We got some fun bonus material up there for our Overachievers and come join the community. It would really help us out a lot and it would mean a lot to us if you did so. Okay, so what the S is a de-esser. Well, it's kind of what it sounds like. But before we really get into de-esser or EQ sweeping, we're gonna need to kind of have a basic understanding of frequencies because we're gonna be talking about EQing. So let's talk about human hearing. The range of frequencies that we can hear that we pick up are from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. It's not really important to know much of the science behind any of this. It's just a unit of measurement that refers to certain tonal qualities of sound. 20 hertz is the lowest and 20 kilohertz or 20,000 hertz is the highest. And as we age and the little hairs in our ears start to fall down from the loud noises we're exposed to on a regular basis, these frequencies start to roll off. Many of us over 30 probably don't hear above 15 kilohertz. But really what we need to understand about the EQ spectrum for our podcast mixing is how to EQ and treat our voices and what frequencies do our voices even resonate in. So we're going to quickly walk through all of the frequency ranges from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz and quickly discuss how our voices operate, so to speak, within this giant range of frequencies. So why don't we start with 20 hertz to 80 hertz. These are our low lows. Voices don't really go this low. The one thing that we'll pick up here are plosives. Plosives are what are those? Plosives are the sounds you hear when you say the word plosives. It's a popping noise that is really kind of low and it's the way that our breath reacts to the microphone. These can be very prevalent 
in this frequency range between 20 and 80 hertz. So one very common practice here is to use a high-pass filter. What's a high-pass filter? Uh, it's not that hard to understand. If you've looked at your condenser microphone and sometimes even your dynamic microphones, high-pass filters are so common that many times they come built into these microphones. Generally, on a microphone, you'll see a switch that can be switched between two symbols. The symbol on the left is a flat line, and the symbol on the right is a line that is sloping downwards to the left. This is a high-pass filter. What a high-pass filter does is it allows the high frequencies to pass through while restricting the lower frequencies. Your high-pass filter on a common microphone is usually somewhere around 80 hertz, sometimes 100 hertz. So by switching or selecting the high-pass filter on, you can avoid some of those plosives and you don't really have to worry about it because the voice doesn't really even go that low. Okay, so let's keep moving along. Let's talk about 80 hertz to 160 hertz. This is what I like to call the tasty lows. To help illustrate where 80 hertz is at, the low E string of a guitar or the lowest string on a guitar, its fundamental tone is at 82.5 hertz. So that gives you an idea of where 80 hertz starts at. But from 80 to 160 hertz, this is where the vocal warmth really comes from. It's the sound that comes from our chest. These are very important frequencies to have a nice, warm, and intelligible sounding voice. So we wanna be careful not to cut our frequencies too much in this range. Now we're up to 200 hertz to 250 hertz. This area is often called the muddy area on the EQ spectrum, especially when you're thinking about voices. Sometimes it's also thought of as the head cold range because this seems to be what we hear when we have a head cold. So this is a great place to cut or to reduce your EQs to sort of clean up some of that mud and get a little more clarity out of your voices. Now let's move on to a bigger range. We're gonna talk about 300 hertz all the way up to one kilohertz. This is where I seem to spend a lot of time sweeping through the frequencies and spending a lot of time in this range here because it's so different for every speaker and every microphone. So you will have to spend some time and playing around to get to know this range, 300 hertz to one kilohertz. This is our high mids. Right around 500 to 900 hertz, we start to get very nasal with the voice like the teacher from the Charlie Brown cartoons. The other thing about this range is this is where the reverb and the room noise is most prevalent, is between this range. So a little trick you can try here is to reduce the EQ in this range or cut the EQ in this range, and it will take out some of the reverb. It won't be a perfect fix, but it will make your voice sound more professional. And from that range, let's now jump from 2K or 2 kilohertz to 4K. Within these frequencies is where human speech is most recognized. This is thought of the place of clarity and presence. However, because our ears have adapted over so many years to recognize human speech in this range, our ears are also sensitive in this range. So ear exhaustion or ear fatigue can happen with too much boost here. We don't want to give our listeners ear fatigue, so be careful not to boost too much here. And moving along, we'll go from 5 kilohertz to 10 kilohertz. This is our high end. This is also the area where there's a lot of hissing and squealing. And this is also the area where there can be a lot of pain. This also happens to be the range where we use a de-esser. So since we're in this range, let's talk about what a de-esser is. A de-esser is similar to a compressor and that what it is going to do is it is going to apply a gain reduction 
but it will only apply this gain reduction to a selected frequency. And in this case, it is the frequencies between five kilohertz and 10 kilohertz. So what this does essentially is it de-S's because the S noises and those brittle, harsh sounding squeals and things that come from our S or our Zs that we pronounce, those can be very hurtful to the ears. And after a long period of time, after an hour long podcast episode, we can really become exhausted and we don't want to hear those frequencies anymore. So you might think, well, can't I just grab those EQs in that range and reduce them so that they're not there? But the reason we wouldn't want to do that is because in this range, there's also a lot of crispiness and a lot of nice clarity and, and vibrance of the voice that we like to hear that we're used to hearing. And so if we just reduce the whole frequency range there, it's going to reduce some of the characteristics of our voice too much. What a de allows us to do is to apply a threshold, so to speak, based off of a frequency. So whenever the 7K or the 6 kilohertz is over blaring or is too loud, the de recognizes that and only reduces the volume when the S noises pass that threshold. Hopefully that makes sense. What you'll notice when you look into de or the presets of de is that very commonly male de will be set at 6 or 7K. I often use 6K for my own voice. With female voices, we usually DS a little higher than that, somewhere between 8 and 10 kilohertz. To illustrate this a little bit for you, I'm going to read a few sentences that have a lot of S noises in them. After I read these sentences, I will repeat the sentences with a DSer applied. The DSer that I apply will be applying a gain reduction of about 6 to 8 decibels of the 7K frequency range. See what kind of a difference you can notice. The salad has lettuce and tomatoes. The seven sailors were seasick. Sally has seven seals. The salad has lettuce and tomatoes. The seven sailors were seasick. Sally has seven seals. You can see that it doesn't entirely kill all the characteristics of those S noises. Those still stand out in other ranges, but it just helps to soften it for the ears and it helps to tame those wild S's. So now that we've talked about the de-esser, let's finish up thinking about the frequency ranges and talk about 10 kilohertz to 20 kilohertz. This is really where the error of the frequencies are. This is the real high-end stuff. Generally for podcast voices, we don't need to worry too much about this area and we could pretty much leave it alone. You will sometimes find some hissing or fluorescent lights or things like that in this frequency range. Okay, let's finish up quickly talking about sweeping. Sweeping, to really understand it, you need some visual aid. So definitely stop by and check out our YouTube video. I will have it in this episode's description once it goes live. But what sweeping refers to is to sweep through the EQ range with a very boosted and very selective EQ. If you've looked at an EQ on a mixer or in your digital audio workstation, you'll see that there are different bands. There's a low, a low mid, a mid, a mid high, and a high. These different bands can be boosted or cut. So what you do is you take one of the middle ones and you boost it all the way up, and then you affect the slope or the cue or the shape of the frequency by making it look less like a bell when you're visualizing it and more like a spike. And so we spike up the EQ and we turn it all the way up. And after we've turned the EQ all the way up on our voice that's being passed through this EQ unit, we allow our voice to play and we sweep 
that EQ by changing the frequency selection. So if we start at 500 hertz, we slowly turn the knob to the left and we listen to what our voice sounds like at 400 and 300 and 200 and 100 hertz. And then we go all the way to the right and we listen at 600 and 700 and 1K and 3K and you get the idea. And what we're listening for here as we sweep is the nastiest and the ugliest sounds. So now that you know that between 200 and 250 hertz, for example, is a muddy area, you can boost the EQ all the way up in that area, make it a sharp boost, and pinpoint where in that area you hear the most mud, and then make note of that. Oh yeah, Studio Steve was right, at 230 hertz, my voice sounds really muddy, I'm gonna reduce the EQ there. Then I would adjust the Q or the shape of the EQ and make it less of a spike and a little more curved, and simply reduce a few dBs in that range. You can do the same thing between your 300 and your 1K, do a sweep and find where in that area you're finding the most annoying, most off-putting sounds or the most reverberated sounds and go ahead and reduce three to six decibels with a nice wide bell shape. And that's basically sweeping. There are many, many different techniques when it comes to EQing, and you'll often hear corrective or subtractive EQing. You'll hear about cutting and boosting. So when do we cut and when do we boost? Well, I would say that it's fairly arguable that the majority of podcasts are not recorded in recording studios. They're not recorded in completely sound-controlled environments. So because of that, there's a lot of room problems that are going on in our rooms. And a lot of times, if we have remote podcasts, we don't always have control over how our guest is talking into the microphone or what microphone they're even using. There can be all sorts of problems within the rooms. If there's any 90 degree angles in your rooms, anywhere the walls meet at a perfect 90 degree angle, you're going to have a high potential for something called a bass trap, which is where the bass frequencies get caught and they sort of bounce back and forth over and over again up there in the corners and create a boomy sound. So in my opinion, I think it's always a good idea to just use a compressor with your EQ and to not worry too much about boosting the good sounds, but rather worry about reducing the unwanted sounds using the EQ. And I also tend to think that less is usually more and you don't want to get too out of control with EQing. But like I said, there are so many different scenarios that it can take a lot of playing around with. But sweeping is a great way to get familiar with these frequencies, sweeping your own voice to your co-host's voice. Just turn a spike up on a graphical EQ, play your voice through it and sweep, and, and you'll really get a sense of how your voice sounds at those frequencies. Also, I just wanna share one of my favorite expressions I heard all the time in the recording studio, which was, you can polish a turd, but it's still just a piece of shit. The better practice is to, before even getting into post-production and mixing, is to make sure that your voice sounds as good as it possibly can. Are there ways you can treat your room? Are you using your microphone correctly? What microphone are you using? Are you using the right microphone for your room? All of these things can be important considerations before even getting into EQing. And then we don't have to EQ as much because we already have such a beautiful sounding voice before we even EQ. That's more of a naturalistic approach to it and that's kind of the approach that I like to take. But like I said, there's so many different approaches, so many different techniques, and I hope you found this helpful 
or useful. If it still is bewildering to you, don't worry, the graphical visualizations to go along with all this will really help it make a lot of sense. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, please stay in touch. Let us know how your podcast is going. We'd love to hear if we've been helping you at all or how we can help more. And if you're planning the launch of a new podcast, keep us in the loop. We want to know how that's going and we'd be really excited to have a listen to your podcast once it launches, maybe even promote it a little bit. So communicate with us. We would love to see some more comments happening and get some more emails. We really want to cater the content we're creating to you guys, to the podcasting community, and make content that is going to be most helpful for you. So please stay in touch and come say hi at Instagram or Twitter at PodSoundSchool. Also, we have a really cool Facebook group, Podcasting for Bosses, we just started, which is awesome. And you should definitely come check us out over there. Veronica and I do a weekly Thursday live there in the Facebook group on varying topics. And every other Thursday lately, we've been doing a pod audit, which is really cool, where we where podcasters have volunteered their podcast for us to audit and pick apart live in our Facebook group. And that's been really fun. We've been having a lot of fun with that. So definitely come join us over there. And again, we could really use your help over at Patreon. Come check us out over there. You, you can even come talk with us and communicate over there even without becoming a patron. But just come show us some love over there and we'll give you some love in return. And thanks so much for listening today. And until next time, happy casting. Welcome to valuable learning experiences. <laughs> Interesting work for which learners see a purpose. Provide its own discipline.